Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others, are Catherine Marino and Gail Zalitsky. Hi, I'm Catherine. And I'm Gail. And we welcome you to our 100th episode. We are delighted to celebrate with Jean Ketchum, who is 81 years old and who is known as being aging but dangerous. Jean, who lives in Minneapolis, made the conscious decision when she retired to live a life of fun, spirit, and style. Today, as Women Over 70 Aging Reimagined celebrates 100 episodes, we're truly excited to share with you all what a life inspired by play can look like. So, Jean, welcome to Women Over 70. Thank you. Thank you to both of you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm anxious to talk to you. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. So give us a little rundown on, on what did you do in your previous life and how is it that you made a conscious desire decision to uh, have fun, spirit, and style in your life? Well, before I, I did this, and, and I've been doing Aging But Dangerous for 12 years, we're starting our 13th year. So um, I was I had a clothing store in St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, um, that was quite an experience. I'd fly into New York and on buying trips and I was in the business right when, uh, the designers, you know, the, uh, were moving from couture into ready to wear, you know, Von Furstenberg mm -hmm. and Bill Blass and a lot of those, um, people, they were going into the ready wear, um, mm -hmm. market. And so that was a very exciting time in, in the clothing business. So, um, that was great. And then we moved up to Minneapolis and, I became a fabric rep. I repped commercial fabric, uh, called on a lot of designers and architects and uh, just did that for, oh my gosh, 19 years. I was the first, I started when I was 40. And then I, I was the first, this was a new company out of Chicago and I was their first female rep. And I just set the bikes on fire. I mean, I was like, their number one rep for a long time out of all the, all these young whippersnappers, you know, that were <laughs> these guys that were repping and I was the only woman, but, uh, and the oldest one, they were all very, very young. So I did that for 19 years and just have always been surrounded by women. I'm a real woman's woman. I, um, I, worked with a lot of women, of course, in the clothing business. And then I just worked with a lot of 98% of the people I called on when I was a rep, fabric rep were women. So um, after I retired, um, I've always had a lot of young friends, as I'm sure you guys do too. Um, and my good friend and I, we started noticing a lot of our young friends when they were turning 50. I was 69 at the time and Suzanne was 62. She's eight years younger, but um, she, we noticed a lot of our friends were just going in the closet. 
-hmm. Now, also, that was 12 years ago. So, you know, that 50-year-old, 55-year-old woman back then was totally different than what they are today. And even all of us at 70 and 80, I mean, look at us, we're totally different than that, you know, 70 or 80, probably 12 years ago. Wouldn't you guys agree with that? Well, I think that there's definitely a difference, and um, but I but I think maybe longer ago, not necessarily just twelve years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so we decided we were going to get them out, you know, get them off the sofa and get them out doing things and um, having some fun and uh, having a good, you know, spirit. To me, is having a good attitude, having to, you know, be positive. And then, you know, style, of course, you know, that's being your authentic self and not letting age define you, you know, be who you really are. And so we just started doing all kinds of things. And we had our martini jump skydive. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I want to hear more about that. What's What was that about? <laughs> well, I'm a skydiver. I skydived. My first skydive was at 60 and I did it with my 91-year-old dad. And Good for you. What was amazing about that was that my dad, I went when we went to the drop zone, I said to them, can my 91 year old dad jump? And they said, I said at that age, and he's, well, we don't care how old he is, as long as he can keep his feet above his waist. Because when you land, you sit on your, your butt and you have to lift your feet up or they get caught underneath you and you break your legs. So he was able to do that. So I said, you know, it's not, I always tell people, it's not even the fact that he was 91, it was the effect fact that at 91 this man could lift his legs up like that and I was 60 so I mean I so that was just so great and I really didn't think about doing it again until we started this and at 70 Suzanne said we got to do a skydive of course she was scared to death she was no way she was going to go up in an airplane and I said okay so we we started advertising this and you all we had our first skydive, and we and it's a martini jump skydive because I'm a martini drinker. I love a martini, and, <laughs> and you know you have one afterwards, not before. Okay, but <laughs> right. um, but um, so we had a hundred and seven women from the age of fifty to eighty jumping out of an airplane all day long. Now we're talking fifteen thousand feet, thirteen to fifteen thousand feet. I'm telling you, it was just, it was miraculous. And women were, you know, when you do something like that, you walk off that field and you just think you can conquer the world. And we heard yeah. from all these women and this one woman wrote us and she said, oh, I felt so good. She said, I went home and divorced my husband and started my own business. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. We don't want to be the cause of stuff like that. But so it was so popular that we just did it every year. And, and it just, and it's still, I mean, people are saying, women are saying, you know, I can't wait to do this with you when the, you know. Did you just advertise to get people yeah, to come? Yeah, we did. We, well, we just, we were on um, TV. We, I did a, um, a little segment on a Saturday morning uh, news show here on channel 11. And then by the time I got home, I kid you not, I had a hundred, I counted them a hundred emails from women that were interested in skydiving. It hmm. seems, it seems to be a real thing on, on, on the bucket list of a lot of women. Hmm. And, uh, and so I, it just, yeah, it just took off. I, it just really took off. And then, you know, we had a, a huge fashion show, um, uh, and it was called the, uh, uh, Dispelling the Myths of Fashion because 
me being in the fashion business, I, I could not stand the fact that they were trying to tell you what to wear, you know, where to wear your skirts, wear pink lipstick, all this crap they were telling women. It just drove me crazy. And I thought, no, 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 we got to show women that no matter what they are, you know, they can wear whatever they want to. So we had this one woman that she was one of our models and I took the models off the street. I mean, these were women that never modeled before or anything. And I said, I want you to run, you know, walk down that runway and I want you to have attitude. I want you to have just the biggest attitude you can get, you know, when you're walking down there. And I had somebody really work with them and kind of train them. But this one woman, Patty was our, she was sort of our mascot and she was 80 years old. And she was um, a competitive ballroom dancer. And she didn't start until she was 70, bought, taking wow. ballroom dancing mm-hmm. lessons. And she traveled around, you know, con- competitive dancing. Anyway, Patty walks down the aisle. She walks down the runway. She has these tight jeans on. She has this cute little T-shirt and this jacket. And my 40-year-old daughter is sitting there with me. And she said, Mother, I cannot believe that I want that outfit that an 80 year old woman is wearing. (laughs) And I said, see Michelle, that's the whole point, you know? And then we had a fabulous colonoscopy party and we thought, well, wait, 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 colonoscopy party. Colonoscopy party. (laughs) Let's do tell. (laughs) They were, somebody was doing it out in Hollywood. So Suzanne, I thought, okay, we can do it. Get a bunch of people together that want to need to have a colonoscopy. So We rented a hotel, a downtown Minneapolis room and, um, and this big party had sponsors and we had the, um, you know, Suzanne made this big centerpiece of this table. We had a stool in the middle of the table, in the center of the table and all these glasses and all this drink and all these little things around. And so these women drank their drink, you know, drink then, and then they stayed in the hotel and then the next morning we had a limo um, take them to their appointments and we went with them and this, we saved a life. We had this one woman that her mother had died of colon cancer and she was scared to death to go get checked. And, and she had cancer, she had polyps and they were cancerous. So we saved a life and wow. it was, I mean, it was just great. You know, we really wanted to get, we are so much about education. It's really important to me to get, um, you know, these women. And I think it is probably with you guys too. It's just, you know, sharing things and getting the education part out there. You know, you've got to have an, you know, colonoscopy and you've got to keep getting your breasts checked. You know, you've got to keep having mess, you know, the whole, you know, Breast mammogram. Start to say mammogram. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what we don't want. Yeah, no, we don't. No, no, but we do want to take mammograms. Yes. 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 Yeah. For sure. Yeah. In fact, I'm 81 and I'm due for one now. And a lot of women don't realize my mother had breast cancer, and and her mother. And I haven't thought a lot about it over the years because I've always been fine. But uh, I, when we started doing with aging with dangerous, a lot of research and stuff, then. I realized, I thought I dodged the bullet, but then I realized the older you get, the more susceptible you are. Women 70 and over are very susceptible to get breast cancer. That's right. That's right. So you Having been there, I know about that. And so, yeah, women, get your mammograms <laughs> and don't let them tell you you have to stop at 75. Right. Keep getting them. Right. right? Yeah. 
Exactly. So, Jean, I'm curious that you have said you brought in speakers on a variety of subjects. Mm-hmm. What are what are some of the kind of most popular or other kinds of subjects that? Well, the most popular, the popular was uh, well, we had a huge turnout for um, uh, incontinence, urinary incontinence. Uh, we, you know, the sex things. We had a, a sponsor that was a. Um, uh, organic sex store, you know, toys, the toys and everything that was uh-huh. really big because I, I think there's just such a education there for women of all ages, even as you get older. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, uh, I don't know, you know, it seemed like the most pop, you know, on nutrition, we, you know, one of our sponsors was a, the, a clinic women's clinic here in the twin cities. It seemed like the more, serious the subjects the bigger turnout we had Mm -hmm. so I think that you know women are and even now I just think women really want to know uh you know the things that are happening to our bodies the things that are I know my doctor says you know you've got to talk about fecal incontinence she said you know it's like women you know this happens to them and they think they've got cancer they think they're you know going to die I mean they're just they get so upset and you know things that as we get older we just women aren't necessarily talking about which we do need to talk about things and um but it seemed like, yeah, Catherine, it seemed like the more serious subjects we had, the bigger turnout we had. But then we did have big turnouts on our, on our events, too. Uh, so I can't really tell you what. So what is, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, but, you know, what exactly. We had one event, you know, with some doctors that was the name of it was Hitting the Sheets After 50. And uh, that one was huge. Um, so just a lot of different things. Tell, tell us what aging but dangerous is exactly. Aging but dangerous is a community of women and we empower each other and we're there for each other and we communicate and share stories. And until the pandemic hit, as you all know, we would do things, we had chapters all over and, and we would, you know, the whole, you know, the skydive, you know, the fashion shows, everything like that. So it's a community of women and we have them all over the world. We have uh, just tons of people. I mean, even when we just had gotten into it just the first three years, I think we were represented in about 49 different countries. So it's just all over the world. I think women want that connection with each other. So it really is a, a pretty tight community. You know, we have about 130,000 followers on Facebook and uh, we have, it just keeps growing and growing because I think women have a need to, you know, for something like this. To connect, to hear stories, share stories. Yes. Share activities. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. So, So what do you have planned for the future of aging, but dangerous? Well, we definitely, um, want to um you know when it when all this gets over which i mean i come on i mean i don't know do you guys i mean (laughs) we may be in this for another year where we can't do anything we don't know i mean we just don't know but absolutely you know we want to get back to our activities and our chapters and our um you know doing things together Uh, i think it's just it's just so important for us uh, so we definitely want to do that. Um, 
and, and just keep it going, you know, like we have. And, and it's definitely, you know, not just in the Twin Cities. That's where we're based, but we want to get it out. Are you doing things with people on Zoom now or some other virtual yes, platform? We, yes, Catherine, we are. And um, we have a, you know, we have our ABD Facebook page. And then I do live videos on Monday, uh, Coffee with Jean. And then on Friday afternoon at four, I do cocktails with Jean, have my little martini. <laughs> and, um, and then we have a ABD private group, Facebook group that women are starting to get involved in and doing things. And then we have speakers. In fact, we have one coming up today. You know, at, we have that at 4.30 on Fridays. And we have these mm -hmm. wonderful speakers on that Zoom. It's a Zoom call. Um, mm -hmm. So women are getting to see each other and meet each other there. Um, yeah. So we're doing a, a lot of that type of thing. So we have quite a bit of communication going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And are you overseeing, you've got chapters all over the world. Are you sort of the, the head of all of that? We're, we don't have chapters yet all over the world. We had chapters here in the Twin Cities and we were just getting ready to open up. You know, we have people in different areas that want to start chapters. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're based in the Twin Cities and um, we'll have to, you know, we'll see how that, when all that happens. You know, I just don't know right now. I think we're all just taking, you know, a day at a time and trying to, it's funny because I just, we just posted something yesterday or two days ago on our, on our Facebook page. It said, you know, about staying at home and, um, and quiet space. And, you know, this is such a great place to be. And we had, now I don't know, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But we must've had two or 300 responses and I couldn't believe it. About 90% of the people said they loved, they loved being at home. They loved having the private time. They loved having, you know, not a lot of stuff going on. I mean, do you guys find that kind of shocking? Uh, well, no. not anymore because we hear that a lot from our guests. Wow. I was, I was, I was really surprised to see that. But they all seem to be, you know, they're reading books and they're painting and they're, I do oh. think it's been very good for families. The families have really gotten connected, I think, very much so. But I was shocked. Many people are doing Zoom family gatherings with family from all over the world that they wouldn't have never, they would never have done if it hadn't been for this time. I know, but you know, it's just still not the same. I just, it's, you know, I mean, it's good that we have it. I, I, I was just saying the other day in one of my videos, we're so lucky we have all this technology because we would, it, we would not be able to stay in touch if we didn't have the technology that we have. Exactly. So, Jean, exactly. what do you do to keep your spirit and playful playfulness alive during this time? Well, I'm, well, I'm very involved, of course, do a lot with ABD, you know, that, that keeps me going. You know, I mean, like I can get up and I can put on my makeup and I can put on my, you know, I'm going to do my hair and I, you know, all that stuff. Um, so that's, you know, that's really fun for me. Uh, but I have always been, you know, a very positive up, up person. And I, I do read, but I don't read, you know, just at night. I just do, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I can't even tell you because it, there's just so many things going on, you know, in my life. My dad lived to be like 105 and he was very healthy right up until the end. And, and so I said, 
<laughs> this guy the other day that interviewed me, he said, well, usually I have these, these, um, these guests on and I ask them at the end what they want to do in 20 or 30 years. But, you know, at 80, that's kind of hard to ask. And I said, are you kidding me? I mean, I've got a good 20 years left. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have a bucket list that I've got all kinds of things on that bucket list that I want to do. So, you know, I just, and, and I do really, you know, I've really worked on myself. I love makeup. I, I've watched a lot of makeup tutorials and, uh, you know, I used to get my nails done all the time. I've figured out how to do my nails. I mean, you know, I think we've gone inside a lot and we've been able to find out a lot more about ourselves that we did not know before that we relied on other people to help us through things. And now it's just us, you know, it's right. just us. So how, how do you think about your own aging? Do you think about it at all? I don't really, I don't, I, uh, I just, I, no, I, I, I know there's a lot that I want to do, and I know that I'm working towards it like I always have. Um, what are some of the items on your bucket list? Well, the items are, um, you know, I want to go to culinary school. There's a great little school out in California that is, uh, you can go for like a couple of weeks at a time. And I really want to learn how to make, you know, natural, you know, sauces, sauces that are not real um, you know, a lot of calories and everything. And I, I would love to do that. I want to go to a makeup, you know, down here in Minneapolis, you, you can go right not far from us. You know, they have this um, uh, beautician school or whatever they call it. And you can go there for a day and learn how to do your, your makeup. And I, I think it's so interesting with the, as we get older and the wrinkles, how it's just really interesting to learn how to work around all those little, my husband calls mm -hmm. them cracks. <laughs> so give us a tip give us a tip well i don't know you just say okay so i've got you know like three little wrinkles you know up here in my eyelid now who in can i say a bad word <laughs> who in the hell would think that you would get wrinkles on your eye right under your brow that are you know they're not horizontal they're perpendicular and i'm like what the heck is going on there and so, you know, it's like, and you just laugh, you know, you just have to laugh at it. And I have this mirror that's like 10 times the, the you know, it makes you 10 times bigger. And I think it's what? very interesting. I love it because it, you know, it shows all kinds of stuff. But okay, so those little lines, you know, when you put on eyeshadow, instead of going across, you have to go up and down. So it fills in the wrinkle. And, and so, you know, same thing around here, you have to do just do the brush different ways so you get in all those little wrinkles. but it's very fascinating to me and then of course I want to skydive again and I want to train this spring to hang glide I want to be able to hang glide by myself and not with someone else and that's going to take some training there's a place in Minnesota not far from us that teaches you that how you can do it you know by yourself I want to go to meditations and retreats and I just, you know, I want to get in better shape. I want to get a personal trainer again. You know, it's like so many things, so many things. And somebody said to me not long ago, they, you know, you've got 24 years left. And I said, I do. And it, yeah. And I'm like, I thought about daddy. And I thought, yeah, I do have, <laughs> I do have 24 years left. <laughs> so there's lots. I just want to keep telling young people and that, well, and older people too, all of us. I mean, I just, we just can't be put in a box. You know, nobody can put us in a box because of our age. We just can't be. And I said, if anybody puts me in a box, there better be a door on it because I'm out of there. 
<laughs> I am not going to be judged for being 81. I'll be judged for, you know, maybe what I can do or what I can do, you know, if I can't, you know, anything else, but I'm not going to be judged on my age because it's just not, it's just not important. You know, mm-hmm. you can't let that number get to you. It just can't be your in, in your mind. So I really don't think about it. I, th- I think about things I want to do on my bucket list and things I want to do in the future, just like I thought when I was 40 years old, the things I wanted to do, you know. Mm-hmm. So do you live alone? No, I am married in 58 years. I got married right out of college and uh, mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very blessed for that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, that's, and I only had one child. So I, you know, my life has been very nice. I've had my ups and downs like everyone else, but you know, it goes back to that attitude, the attitude and being positive. Can I tell you a quick story about my dad? Please do. Uh, my dad, I think it was in his early nineties. Anyway, he'd drive up here from Kansas. It'd be like a 12 hour trip and he'd drive up here and we had a boat, uh, Catherine, you on Lake Minnetonka mm-hmm. since you're from Minnesota. And we had a boat out there and daddy loved going on that boat. And so he came up here and, you know, we'd listen to the weather forecast the night before. And the weatherman said, you know, 80% chance of rain tomorrow. And I said, daddy, I don't think we're going to be able to go out on the boat. It's 80% chance of rain. And he said, looked at me and kind of winked. And he said, well, let's concentrate on that 20%. (laughs) And I'll be darned, get up in the next morning, the sun's shining, the sky's blue, and we'd go out on the boat. So he was that type of person. And I think I got a lot of that maybe from him. My mother, on the other hand, was so negative. But I just, you know, I just love having a positive attitude. Now I'm healthy. And I do think women that are not healthy as they're aging, it's not, it's harder to have that kind of attitude, I think. I mean, I'm very, very healthy. I can do things. I can, you know, I do kettlebells. I do, you know, stop. I get up at 530 in the morning and walk a mile and a half. And, you know, if I couldn't do those things, it might be a different story, but I'm just going to enjoy it while I can. And You can still keep your feet higher than your butt. Yeah, I I have to because I'm definitely going to skydive again. So, I mean, that it is so thrilling, so thrilling. My dad wanted to do it when he turned 100, but he got married at 94 and she wouldn't let him. And I, it was so irritating, so upsetting. I mean, it was like, (laughs) come on. And he could have done it. I know he could have at 100 years old. So, so they had 11 years together. Yes, they did, but I wouldn't advise anybody to get married. <laughs> she was not what he thought she was. Oh. And, you know, there's so many hurdles to get through. And uh, I don't know, it was pretty devastating for mm-hmm. the whole family and for. Oh, that's too bad. She was not a nice person. But yeah. anyway, nobody knows her, so I can say that. But. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he was, you know, but you know, then he did get the companionship and stuff, but oh my gosh, he was such a healthy guy and he didn't, you know, he didn't eat right. He did. He lived on a high fat, high sugar diet. And I don't know how he ever made it to 105, but he had the, you know, he was bright up until two weeks before he died. He was just having little mini strokes, but he was bright as could be. Took a B12 shot every month. I said, Daddy, why did you start taking a B12 shot? He says, I don't know. But he took a B12 shot for probably 50 years. And in fact, he had a B12 shot right before he 
died two weeks later before he went into the nursing mm -hmm. home. He drove by and got his B12 shot. So I don't know if that had anything to do with anything or not, but he would sure sharp. So there is a life for all of us, you know? I mean, 90 years old and jumping out of an airplane, telling you anybody can if they wanted to. And it's funny, I have to tell you this. People will say to us, well, I want to be a part of your group, but I don't want to have to jump out of an airplane. And we're like, you do not have to jump out of an airplane because we do talk about that a lot. But you do not have to jump out of an airplane. But dangerous means all kinds of things. Dangerous means maybe, you know, black nail polish, which I got, which I really mm -hmm. love. But that was kind of dangerous for me to put on black nail polish. But, you know, dangerous is just kind of like pushing the envelope, you know, aging, but dangerous. You know, it's just like push that envelope a little bit and do some things that you wouldn't normally do. It doesn't have to be a big thing, just little things, but, but push yourself, get yourself doing stuff. Even if you're home, I think. Well, sure. And you find that the women who do push themselves live, live happier lives. Yeah, they're, because they're, they're, you know, they're stimulating themselves. They're, you know, it's, you know, when you do things and you kind of push yourself, you kind of, you know, it's just like, you know, me getting up at 530 and walking. That's a push. I mean, that's not easy to do every morning. And uh, and this some mornings when I don't do it, which isn't very many, I think, oh, my gosh, I just don't feel good. And it's like a mental thing. You know, it's a mental thing. Mm -hmm. I ran a 5K when I was 60 years old. And, uh, and that was very unusual for me. I had trained to do it with a trainer. I went to do a mile. And then she said, I want you to go home and put a 5k on your refrigerator. I said, what does that mean? And I said, <laughs> things that, you know, 3.2 miles. I said, I can't do that. And I said, yes, you can. So the one thing I learned about that, that probably in my whole life, that was much more a learning uh, thing for me than the skydiving. Skydiving, I'm not afraid of heights. So jumping out of an airplane wasn't a big deal for me. But the 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 running was, and because I learned from that, that my mind, because my body kept saying, no, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. But my mind was saying, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And I really learned after doing that, that it was that whole mind over matter thing. And it really taught me a lot that my, if it's, if it's something you really, really want to do, then you can do it, but you got to be really believe it. So I learned a lot from that and I wanted to kind of keep it up, but then my my back hurt and I had trouble, you know, and I thought, oh, okay, I've already done that. And it, that was on my bucket list. I wanted to be able to run a mile and it took me six months to be able to run a mile. Uh, but then when I did that 5k, it was like, I felt pretty proud of myself. I was very proud of that. Still am. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a lot of 80 year olds who run marathons. I know it. I know. Yeah. I just talked to a 75 year old the other day, and she has been running marathons. She does triathlons. Yeah. But she's also true. been doing it since she was 30. So, you know, I just, mine was just, I used to work out with trainers. And they, I said, I want to be able to run because it looked like so much fun to run. They said, no, you're too short and you're too, you don't have the body for it and it's not good. So I never tried it until I was 60. So, yeah. you know, there's all kinds of things out there we can try now, you know, all exactly. kinds of things. Right. Well, Jean, this has been absolutely wonderful. 
Thank you for being our 100th episode. Well, I am very honored. I really am. Thank you for asking me. I hope I didn't babble on too much. It's perfect. Oh, no, no, no. We love it. We love it. <laughs> All right, Miss Aging But Dangerous. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. You are welcome. And you, you guys, too. You know, good luck in everything you do. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myths that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com.